1: Hey, welcome to the Nerdist Podcast, episode number 259. If you have popped over to the Nerdist channel recently at youtube.com slash nerdist, you would see the Ben Folds 5 video for their new song, Do It Anyway, their first new stuff in like 13 years. Uh, It's an amazing song. You can get the album pretty much anywhere, because that's how the internet works. So it's Ben Folds, and there are fraggles in the video. It's Ben Folds and Fraggles. If that is not enough of a reason for you to watch that video... Then I submit for your approval, Ms. Anna Kendrick, who is the guest on today's podcast. She was nominated for an Oscar. I think maybe our first Oscar nominee? Is that right? That is a serious distinction. Look at us classing it way up on the Nerdist podcast. So uh, we met on when she was on the video, and uh, she was awesome and uh, super cool, and so said, hey, well, you should be on the podcast, and then it happened, and guess what? Spoiler alert, she was delightful. So uh, she's in a movie called The End of Watch, which was written by the guy who wrote Training Day, which you liked. So I'm guessing this is probably a pretty good movie, especially if it has her in it, so uh, go check it out. It opens Friday, September 21st. And right now, The Nerdist Podcast as proof of uh, the delightfulness with Anna Kendrick.
2: Now entering... NERDIST
1: That is not true?
3: It just makes everything look bad. Yeah. It makes all the wrong stuff look big and vice versa.
1: I kind of weirdly want to just, like, be in my underwear in front of wood paneling and be in an American Apparel ad. Is that weird? Just, like, a, <laughs> a, gr- a greasy, creepy picture? And I want
3: the picture to really feel like a Polaroid that was taken in someone's basement kind of against my will. <laughs> like, I was, like, I was really reluctant to take
1: the photo. <laughs> yeah, instead of, instead of cheese, everyone says, What are you doing? And then, and then this is a i got to put these headphones on. So the microphones, you kind of have to get right on them because they're okay. they're uh, radio mics. Anna Kendrick, you are delightful. I love that you're here on the show. Hey, dude. It's, it's already started. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. Um, we uh, just recently met. That's true. You know this. I'm saying this for the benefit of people listening. And uh, I guess by the time, yeah, this will go up next week so that the video will be out by then. Okay, good. Okay. I, ho- I was
3: hoping you would have planned it that way. Otherwise... It'd be weird to be like, we met doing this thing that we can't talk
1: about. Anyway, thanks for being here. Like, that was the Bye. whole show. <laughs> yeah, we did the, uh, uh, Kyle, hop on the mic for a sec. We, did, you, did we tell you about this? Did we tell you about the Ben Folds video?
2: Uh, I heard about it on the Liam Lynch interview.
1: Oh, you did? Oh, okay. So we made this, we, we made a Ben Folds video for the new Ben Folds 5 album with Fraggles and Anna Kendrick.
2: It has two of the best things in the world, then. A- yeah.
1: And also Rob Cordry. Oh,
2: okay. It's also just in keeps into- getting better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it tur- it, I actually I think I have the latest cut of it if you want to see before yeah, you leave. Yeah, I absolutely do. It's really fun. Were you a Fraggle fan growing up?
3: I was a Fraggle fan. I um I was a f- I grew up watching uh, Muppet Family Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh mm-hmm. not to be confused with Muppet Christmas Carol. Different. Um it's one of those things where there's like a whole underground community of people who like, swap VHS tapes, because the only version that they ever officially released doesn't have some of the songs in it. Really? So, um, you know, there are just tons of people who, you know, like I did, grew up watching a version that their parents taped off of TV, and that has everything in it, so... Uh, and probably well, some like,
1: sweet local commercials.
3: Yeah, exactly. The Like the one uh, about... Milk ha- helping you to grow up strong, and yep. it's really like an anti bullying message in that milk commercial.
2: Milk does a bad good it was a big it's staple on like early 90s Nickelodeon. Is that right? Yeah, because I remember Jim Henson, just for whatever reason, early Nickelodeon had tons and tons of, of stuff through there. And that, that Christmas special, it would air in the summer. <laughs> like, and I just remember really? loving it because it had the Fraggles in it in that portion. Yeah. And well, so it's,
3: Ses- it's the Muppets, the Fraggles, and uh, the Sesame Street Gang all gathered for <gasps> Christmas.
2: My God, it's real good! An amazing mashup.
1: Yeah. Because when you're a kid, you're like, they're all friends. Like yeah. you just you love exactly. you love the idea. And like that.
3: when they first meet, they're sort of bewildered by each other, but you know they, they overcome their people.
2: differences. <laughs> there are other fell people in the world. <laughs> We're not the only they cut ones. The scene where they're all just hugging and crying. <laughs> oh man!
3: <laughs>
1: it's just like when two real world casts meet. Like I totally
2: get what you went through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the video turned out okay. The, the the song was so much fun and and you were great in the video. So thank you for thank you for doing it. No, that
3: was a dream. I was so excited. Did I like I got halfway through that email and I was just like, yes, please, yes, thank you.
1: Did you have did you get to walk around the Henson lot at all? It's pretty cool.
3: Um I didn't really that day. I've done like some random ADR around there. It's oh, just, gotcha. I mean, it is the strangest little secret corner. It's like Diagon Alley or something. It really but is. It's like across from a really seedy strip joint.
1: <laughs> it's <on. laughs> And not only is it across from a seedy strip joint, but the seedy strip joint just looks disgusting. <laughs> and then right at the top is Kermit in a top hat. <laughs> Just like saying "top of the morning" to you, yeah. to the to the strippers <laughs> as they Every as morning. they crawl out at you know whatever hour.
3: And it's on like uh, it's La Brea, right?
1: It's La Brea, yeah. Yeah,
3: and you know, so it's like surrounded by fast food chains, and
1: it's so weird. Well, that's the old, Chaplin built that. That's the old Chaplin Studios oh. from the you know the early 1900s, the 20s. Okay, I'm getting a history
3: lesson.
1: And then and then it became AM Records for a long time. So the recording studios we were in, like. Carol King and like all the like David Lee Roth, like all these people recorded in those in those studios. Uh, so it's just a, it, the, the place has a
2: ridiculous amount of history to it,
1: and now
3: it was a treat. Anna Kendrick.
2: <laughs> Did you get the directions? When The first time I went there for a Nerdist thing, the guy in front of me who was getting directions was like, all right, so you're going to walk down the hallway, and when you get to Snuffleupagus, go left.
3: Oh, my God. You're and I just went, eee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
2: didn't get that. See, they have dark There's, like, skexies around the lot,
1: and, like, dinosaurs from the show Dinosaurs. Oh,
3: my God. Amazing. That's
1: pretty amazing. You, uh, If I am psychic or have the internet, you grew up in Portland, Maine.
3: That's amazing. Right? That's exactly right.
1: It's the internet makes everyone a wizard. Like I could learn anything in a moment's note. Have you tried the internet? It's pretty cool.
3: Uh, I'm looking into it.
1: Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I think it's gonna. It's cool. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, whatever. Whatever. What, so. Uh, uh,
3: I, yeah. So that's true. Those w- are facts. What is
1: in Portland, Maine? I've never been to Portland, Maine.
3: Um. Uh, you know, I, I think um people are disappointed by what I have to say about Portland. You know, it was just kind of um neither here nor there in terms of a great story. Obviously, I thought it was lovely and I'm really glad that I got to grow up there, but I wasn't like living in a log cabin. Okay. But it was, you know, I grew cuz I grew up in the the largest city in Maine, which is only 65,000 people. Oh, but... so
1: you lived in a log high-rise?
3: <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it just felt really kind of suburban, you know, kind of traditional, I guess. And, you know, in the most cliché way, everybody there I just can't wait to leave. And it's not until you leave that, you know, kind of being from Maine becomes part of my identity. And, sure. you know, I'm really, like, a proud Mainer.
1: Do you think you'll ever... Could you ever live there again? Um, some Maybe some point?
3: Well, weirdly, when I was growing up there, there were still two, um, like, art house cinemas. And there was a video store there. Like, I remember, um, you know, going into a video store and just, like, uh, picking up mouchette. Mm-hmm. You know, and like watching films like that by accident, um, which was which was great, and I think that video store still stands, but the two art house cinemas are gone. Aww. so I don't know that I could hack it at this point.
1: And now in Portland, Maine, you know,
3: because a lot of movies just never make it out there.
1: Oh, that's so crazy.
3: Yeah, it's not like they just get them a little later; like they just never. Get there.
1: <sighs> See, but, and that's when I think you. And, and, and as of course, I'm making a ton of dumb jokes about the internet. But that's when you really have to appreciate the power of be of being in a kind of a rural area, but then still weirdly having access uh, in front of your couch to uh, all of everything.
3: Completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the frustrating thing about the internet right now, I feel like you know we're in that point where like when all the uh, record stores were closing, but iTunes hadn't really. Um, expanded its library enough and I feel like we're at that point with movies where there's nowhere to rent a DVD there's nowhere to buy a DVD but Netflix does not have everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, particularly things like Netflix Instant, which I think most people would like to have that service yeah. exclusively. Yeah. Those
1: licensing deals are a pain in the balls to make, and so that's why they have a bunch of old TV shows because they're very easy licensing deals to make. And, and just, I
3: even tried to rent, like, Rome Open City on iTunes, and, you know, they don't have it. Like, so I'm surprised by the amount of stuff that iTunes does have sometimes, but, you know, their
1: movie selection is really holes. not well, I have to, to I have to make the round. so, like, my digital, my digital mall is, like, you know, you go so Netflix, iTunes, Zune, Amazon, like you oh, hit all of them. Zoom. huh? You're going Zoom. Well, if you have Xbox,
2: uh, like you have the Zoom marketplace. Oh, so
1: you can true. you can just stream, you know, you can get movies. But, and they actually do have some stuff that, that the other ones don't have. So I don't have a Zune player or anything. <laughs> I just mean like my Zune marketplace
2: on the Xbox. Do you guys ever have that insane moment where you find out that there's like a music or a movie that's not made it to digital at all? Yeah. Like, and you're just like, how did this happen? Yeah. How did in this world of reissues and everything going, and there's just I get really disappointed in the VHA. internet when that happens. I blame the amorphous, faceless internet. Like, <laughs> how could you let me down like this?
1: Look, how many, pi- how many videos of. Capuchin monkeys riding
2: cats? Do you have? But you can't get most of Cameron Crowe's <laughs> early movies on DVD. <laughs> I mean, no, come on. You know,
3: like Rocket Video going out of business was. Um, yeah.
2: Oh, it did. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, oh
1: man.
3: I asked because I remember there were there were there was tons of stuff. There was a lot of early Bergman stuff that you could only get on VHS. Yeah. You know, so I. You st-
2: should try still, my library. I
3: still have uh, a VHS player.
1: What about Cinephile? Just, just in case. Oh, you do?
3: Um, yeah, just That's... in case I run into things like that. I mean, I find I use it less and less, but it's the only way I could find through a Glass sure. Darkly. So there you go. Damn it! Really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. No, I'd I think I think it has. It is on Criterion now, but yes. I know okay. that at the time I when I tried new. to rent it at Rocket Video, they directed me to the VHS. Oh, okay.
1: By the way, did I did I introduce you? Uh, Kyle Clark is our intern, and okay. I, and Matt and Jonah are. are both working on and and so i just i pulled you on
2: because i just felt bad you're just sitting in the corner over there i like hanging out i got nowhere to be (laughs) i feel loving oh i've got a place to go now (laughs) because i work at night either with the theater or doing comedy but during the day i literally watch netflix (laughs) so you know the landscape of netflix you've combed all of it those failings are quite apparent
1: sometimes um, and I, here's why I'm a big piece of shit. Uh, okay. I did not know that you were in the Twilight. I've never seen a Twilight movie, okay, and and that makes me feel I really feel like I should because it is such a part of the fabric of our of our cultural landscape not now. and all. I just haven't I just haven't seen a Twilight movie yet.
3: That's okay, man. Um, it's you know, I appreciate um, I appreciate when somebody like you, particularly when, you know, you seem to have a strong commitment to all things uh, film related. Um, I think, because something that I tend to say is there are plenty of people in the world who only know me from Twilight, but there are still people in the world who literally don't know that I'm in it. And I think that people don't believe me when I say that, because generally, like, when I'm talking to journalists, they are just, like, waiting to get their Twilight question in. Oh, wow. They don't really want to talk about whatever project I'm working on. <laughs> Did you, um, have this, you have this so vast knowledge
1: they, of so cinema. I think they
3: don't believe me. You know, I think they think that that's just something I say to kind of make myself like as though I would need to distance myself from it, which I don't think I need to do. So, um, yeah, somebody at the Huffington Post said that to me, and now you. So that's on the record.
1: I'd be in in a fucking Twilight movie. I've I've, been in a a heartbeat. Absolutely. I don't know why I haven't seen this Twilight movies yet. It's like I I I always kind of get to that point where I'm like. You know, I'm just going to watch Twilight tonight
2: because I haven't seen it. And I just kind of want to know what all the fuss is about. I think it's because you know that if you watch that one as a completist, you're going to have to go through the other four. <laughs> That's true. What about what if I love them so much? What if You're comfortable enough with who you are, though. You can do that. <laughs> I am. I don't give a shit
1: what I like. I like what I like, and I'm not ashamed <laughs> of anything that I like. I don't fucking care. I like a lot of <laughs> Yacht Rock unironically. Like, I'll just listen to fucking Michael McDonald. And I don't ca- I love it. I don't care. I'll listen to I'll listen to Poco, <laughs> just break out some yacht mm-hmm. rock.
2: I uh, worked with uh, middle school girls, like at a private school for. Three or four years, so by the end of it, I had a scary working knowledge of Twilight. Yeah. I sure hope so. you didn't have that beard when you did it because oh, that's a big red flag. I, uh, I think I looked worse for large portions of it, <laughs> which I suppose is not a good testament to the school itself.
3: Wait, <laughs> is that just through their chatter? Or yeah, were you, well, because like,
2: to- I uh, taught drama there, but I also worked the lunchtime thing, and okay. they'd just be reading. And occasionally, it's like, okay, explain to me why this is. Good. So you were like the Jane Goodall of elementary school girls. Yeah, like you six, lived among them grade. for a while. And learn yeah, their tools. So I know a lot about the band Fun and <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> All right, Jonah just had a, a aneurysm <laughs> about that band <laughs>
1: yesterday. Um, but it, uh, I asked you before: Is Cinephile? Do you know Cinephile still I, open?
3: I, I don't know actually. And I, I was just at the New Art uh, to see Sleepwalk with Me, and I like, but I was late, so I literally sprinted past it. So how I
1: great was Sleep? Did you enjoy Sleepwalk I with loved Me? It. For Verbiglia is great. I'm,
3: yeah. I really, really loved it, and I've I've been a fan of his for a long time, and um, I'm really happy that um, people are liking the movie. Do you know Mike? I don't know. We uh, I just like uh, tweeted about the film, so he, you know, said thank you. But so he's like a a Twitter friend, which isn't a real friend, but it feels <laughs> like one.
1: It's sort of <laughs> listen. It's it's one step of a connection above. We've never... We have nothing.
3: And and the thing is, I've witnessed this thing happen where people who know each other through Twitter meet for the first time. And so it'll be interesting if I ever do meet uh, Mike Perviglia. Like, that'll be my first Twitter friend to real-life friend interaction. <laughs> and I don't know if that's if that's weird.
1: Celebritymatch.com, in a way. It's almost weird. He's like... I Because I've, I've had that, too. and And then I've had to remind some people... Actually, when I met Edgar for the first time... We had been Twitter pals, but he had no sense of me in person. And I was like, "Hey, we've communicated on Twitter." He was like, "Oh, you're notice. and I'm like, "Yes." And we only had. But he
3: to- only sees you as Nerdist. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you? Because it's uh, it's not your picture on Twitter either.
1: It is. It's my it's my my sixth or seventh grade um, well, class picture. Yeah. So I don't still look the same. It's oh, hard it's- to tell without the five
2: o'clock shadow. <laughs> it's kind of your thing.
1: I had the bowl cut and the glasses and this <laughs> and the
2: sensible tie. You still you have know, that. You know, yeah. Oh still boy, with a sensible tie.
1: That look was the antidote to female interaction. There was none of it. Uh, I know, I know. Sweet eighties Gina. Oh my, God. there was none, none of that. Eighties Gina, Kyle. Please. <laughs> now, now, I know why you don't work with you keep kids it anymore. classy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is the artist <laughs> podcast, You're Kyle. Nice. Come on, eighties Gina. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I mean, Come on, what the
1: hell? Um, but I, I had I, so you, you must have you started when you were really young though. Like this is
3: yeah. It's funny. I, I always feel like um, people make uh, I like my my uh, people's opinion of me changes when they find out I was like a child actor. Um, Why? Because I, you know, I started when I was twelve. I did a Broadway show when I was twelve, um, and you know, that's understandable to me because I remember being twelve and meeting all the other kids who were doing shows at the time. Um, and being like, this is weird. You guys are <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> actor kids. Actor kids um, and stage moms. You guys
3: smile all the time. Um, <laughs> what
1: are you suppressing?
3: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think um, I, I worry that people assume that that means that I'm a, a, a crazy one. I might be. But not in a normal child actor way.
1: Well, you do. If you are, you hide it well because I I haven't sensed any craziness. I don't see the crazy eyes. I'm
3: pretty good at hiding it.
1: So. <laughs> you are an Academy Award <laughs> nominated actress. You push it down. <laughs> um, I, I hate to. I mean, I I don't know how else to ask this question. What the fuck does that feel like? Where all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, Anna, uh, you're nominated for a thing. Did was there talk before? Like this might happen, or oh. was it just way out of like what the shit?
3: Um, it was talked about. Uh. Arguably ad nauseam, uh, which was confusing um, and I remember um, I remember, you know, I guess you know journalists ask you about it a lot um, You know, oh people are saying you're gonna get nominated and how does that make you feel?
1: <laughs> stop saying that stop saying that like,
3: yeah, it feels like it felt like inappropriate. It felt like I was surprised that so many people um, would say something so inappropriate. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I'm not explaining that well. Like, um, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, it just felt like, why would you say that? Because what if I don't, or you know, or what if I do? And you know, am I just supposed to be like, well, you know, I did figure?
1: You <laughs> yeah, know, <exactly>. um, <laughs> they and, just they just want to hear the humility and go. I, listen, I can't I, imagine. And that- one of
3: the smartest things that anybody ever said to me. I did this um, interview with this musician called Sad Brad, and uh, I was talking to him about how I was finding it weird, you know, the interview thing, very weird. And he kind of said, well, don't they just need footage of you talking? (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like, do they expect me to say anything other than, oh, that's very kind, you know, that's very sweet that anybody would say that. I just hope people see the film. I was just proud to be a part of it. No, that's exactly what they expect me to say, and that's exactly what they expect everybody to say every year when people start making their predictions, and they, they ask that person, but they just need footage of them saying it, so that right. they can say, later, we talked to so-and-so about right. da-da-da.
1: So you really could, you know, maybe just for fun, next time, and next time it happens, because it'll probably happen again, you uh, you could just, when they ask you that question, just rattle off a grocery list, <laughs> and just, like, and go, yeah, what's it like to be nominated? Uh, loaf of bread, a quart of milk, and a stick of butter. <laughs>
3: I could try that they I, I sometimes I try to deflect questions like that, and they don't like it they get <laughs> they get mad. um yeah, but it was it was definitely a weird uh, period of time because uh, i I just kept thinking like, why would you say that to like a twenty three year old girl like this is probably going to happen because what if it didn't like all of a sudden I wake up and I'm disappointed that I'm not an Oscar nominee.
1: No, then they can be like, are like, you disappointed I've, that you I've didn't been, get nominated? I've
3: been totally fine with not being an Oscar nominee for 23 years. So <laughs> it was weird. It
1: was really weird. <laughs> no, like I said, it's so they can turn around and go, you didn't get nominated. What are your thoughts? Yeah. yeah. I didn't. You're the one that said this. You,
3: you, You did this. <laughs>
1: And then you become Firestarter. And you just fucking light Hollywood on fire. With well, then your, now
3: I wish that had happened if I could become Firestarter. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be a great trade-off.
1: You just need a couple parents who had, were in part of an experimental government drug program. And then a George C. Scott to creepily want you to stare in his eyes as he murders you. If as long as you could get past that, you'd be fine.
3: I could easily get past that.
1: <laughs> See, Drew Barrymore was a child actor. She turned out fine. True. I mean, not for a while, but I, it all yeah, worked I, out. Yeah. I mean, There were some potholes but everything worked out okay. Was it, uh, did you instantly feel, I mean, I always wonder, do you get superstitious or do you feel like more pressure because there's a lot of eyes on you or do you feel like, well, I'll just keep doing what I was doing before. Like, I don't. I don't. Well,
3: one thing that was interesting is when I was, um, when I found out that I was nominated for a Golden Globe, I was in a green room waiting to go on a morning show in New York and I was surrounded by people I didn't know and, you know, um, was sort of standing in front of a monitor where they were reading off um names and like uh heard my name and i mean a bunch of the other guests that were going to be on the show that day and like a band were in the green room and so i felt like simultaneously i had to react oh, wait,
1: hang on a sec sorry
3: go ahead um i felt like i had to react in this really positive and um extroverted way like you know like I was performing yeah like, to be really excited to show everybody that I was really excited but also kind of keep it a little bit contained um because it was a room full of people I didn't know and um and so then and that was just a really confusing thing because then I actually had no idea how I felt I was just <laughs> focusing on like performing for the other people in the room so then the morning of Uh, the Oscar nominations, I wanted to make sure that, like, whatever had happened, if I had, or I had, you know, uh, I wanted to be completely by myself, so I woke up early and went for a run and told my roommate to just text me whatever happened, and and that was actually really great, because I got to just experience that moment, getting that text by myself in the middle of this, like, quiet neighborhood, the sun hadn't even come up yet, and then I, like, ran all the way home, and, you know, I remember, like, the song I was listening to, and the feel, like, it was amazing, and I got to, like, actually find out how that felt by myself, and not be just, you know, even if it was with loved ones, I would still feel like I had to scream or jump or do whatever they expected me to do. Sure. Um, so that was actually really great. I'm glad I did that.
1: Was the uh, was the is the Academy Awards is it fun when you when that's kind of looming or do no?
3: You... Mostly you just want to shit ice all the time. <laughs> like I was just like sweating, like oh. it was so like it, And I realized you know the fun thing about that entire experience was the being asked to go and being nominated and. You know, it's the getting invited to the party that's the fun part. Yeah, and going to the party is mostly just terrifying.
1: Oh man, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like,
3: oh, there's there's that
1: top ten most famous person in the world that I've been watching my whole life. Oh, there's yeah. that person. Oh, they just said my name. This is weird.
3: Yeah, and by the way, you're wearing a corset that's so tight you can't breathe, and you know, <laughs> so it, it definitely all feels a little surreal, like a like a strange kind of hellscape, but.
1: I don't. Oh, Hellscape! What a great name for a movie. <laughs> Let's make Hellscape. I don't even know what it is. Let's make Hellscape. No,
3: and no, and like obviously, I feel like a dick for being like it was hard, guys. No, <laughs> no, no. But, but you you know, I think I'm I mean, just you're, trying to be every now and then, I do attempt to be honest. Mostly, you're, you're I just human, say mostly, I just say it was great. But no, but yeah. you're a human
1: being, and anyone in that situation, like it's not, it's not a supernatural experience. It's a real odd human experience that most people will never have like mo-
2: almost everyone will never have your brain is not prepared to deal with that kind of no.
1: information. And, and and also just you know it's just the way that it's you you know your whole life is just sort of built up as this thing and all of a sudden you're just there I mean of course it's gonna be off-putting I per- personally I would I just went to the Emmys one year I had nothing to do with it it's just my uh, friend of mine was working on the Emmys and so I went And I was terrified I was going to throw up in the audience just being there. Like, what if I just throw up? You probably should have. Right? That would have been awesome. Uh, Sometimes I get weird vomit anxiety where I'm like, I don't feel sick at all. But I'm like, boy, if I I threw up right now, uh, God, that would be so, I mean, what if, you know, what if I just threw up on Betty White? Like, that'd be so weird. Please, please do that. She'd probably be cool with it. Let's
2: film it. We put it on the channel. (laughs) Oh, I know. Most viewed video ever.
1: Uh yeah, I, I just I, I mean th- that whole that whole experience is so is so surreal and it's 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 on its art. It's so artificial and bizarre. Yeah.
3: Well, and the and the weird thing about it was, um, again, like, as I said, it's it's the proverbial being invited to the party. That's the amazing part. And then um, and then when you're there there's this additional element of everybody kind of being in your face, being like, aren't you having the best time? are you having the best (laughs) time you've ever had in your life? And you're secretly thinking, no, this is really strange, and I'm not having fun, and does that make me an asshole? That, you know, that I'm not enjoying this as much as I'm supposed to? Um, So it's this weird mental game you start playing with yourself where you, like, dig yourself into a hole Over, um, over the fact that you're basically being told that this is the best that it gets, and you're like, "But this is bad. This is (laughs) this is awkward. Like this is this is the best because this is not fun." And then immediately after the Oscars, I went uh, and started filming Fifty Fifty, and I was like, "Oh no, this is the best that it ever gets." Like doing rehearsals with Joe and Seth and Jonathan Levine our director. Like that's what it's all. Four and I and I know like if I were listening to this interview I'd be like fuck you like <laughs> you know uh, but that you know that's the truth is is like all the stuff that's supposed to be the fun stuff isn't yeah and like it's you know getting to actually
2: do it that's I think that makes amazing. sense because you don't get into it to win awards you get into doing stuff because you ah like see doing now thing. That, that's
3: what I mean it makes me sound like a jerk no <laughs> no no I'm here for awards guys but
2: and the Oscar for <laughs> biggest complainer goes
1: to. <laughs> Thanks, um, everyone. Yeah, it was a real pain humanity. in the ass to come. Yeah. No, but but honestly, I mean, I, I, I so understand what you mean because in the last couple of years, I've gotten to do some things that were, you know, would have been on a bucket list or just like lifelong dream. Or even like, you know, it, and, and so I, I I guess when you're having the experience, it really is that moment of like, is this it? Am I having it now? Am I having it? Right. I really want to is appreciate this, this. I have to yeah. appreciate this. And a lot of times <laughs> I find that it's not until afterwards and kind of in retrospect where you kind of go – You sort of have to sift through and sort out the feelings like, you know, like a piggy bank and just make sure and then go, okay, yeah, that actually was a really interesting, fun, fun experience. But But
3: even like even our little video. Yeah. Like that was amazing. (laughs) Working with Fraggles. And frankly, like, I mean, singing that song with the Fraggles was incredible. But even like running in the hall and like slamming into you. And no, I know this sounds so stupid, but like. The feeling that feeling of like, no, let's do it again. Like watching playback and being like, No, 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 we can do it better than that. Yeah. Like that's the that's a great feeling. That's
1: fun. Absolutely. And feeling
3: like we don't have enough time. No, 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 come on, please let us do it just yeah. one more time. We can do it better. Like that's a feeling like that's when your endorphins are really like. It was
1: oh. really for for me the moment was <laughs> we were shooting some, I wanted that like we were shooting stuff with the fraggles, like promotional stuff. And then I was like, Well, we should get one where this one thing happens with all the Fraggles and you know Uncle Traveling Matt and everything, and then the AD was like, you know, or we know what we we really don't have time, and so I was like, oh, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm making this, make the time. Like I got super like, I'm like, all we right. are doing this, and like that that feeling to me was was really uh, was really kind of fun on the video. Like I have Fraggles here, and I am going to put them in as many photographs as I feel. Until I feel satisfied. <laughs> and everyone had to do it. Oh, it was so awesome. Oh my god, it made me so happy. That's uh, awesome. I I might be an evil wizard without the wizard part. maybe I'm evil. But it was but it was so much fun. I mean I wasn't a dick to everyone, but it was just like, "No, let's do it." And they were like,
2: "All right." I but think sometimes you need their reality trick. Ladies and gentlemen, we have fraggles. This yeah. is as good as this is going when to be. When is get this going to happen these- again? What is this going to... You, your fraggeless existence.
1: <laughs> I pity you. <laughs> I pity you.
3: The, I think the one of the only times I can remember being like, no, please give me another take, was uh, this movie, uh, Get a Job That Hasn't Come Out Yet, where I was not satisfied with the bong rip that I was doing. <laughs> I was like, no, this is like... You know, because she kind of sucks through the, a lot of the movie, and then she gets awesome for a little while. And, um, and I was like... I, I felt like, you know... You, I was doing it within a pretty long scene, and I just wanted to make sure that there was at least one take where I actually, because it was a huge bong. So yeah. you know, I'm a little person. It was kind of not working. I was like, so it's set funny. This it's up.
1: you have to you have to drain the whole thing because yeah. that's funny.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that was my diva moment. I was like, I am clearing this. It's happening. <laughs>
2: Don't they have like a stunt bong or something? Well, that they it can was help you with? it
3: was fake. Uh, I mean, well, obviously, but it was uh, it was some kind of, I don't know, some herb that's supposed to be good for your lungs. I'm sure it is good for your lungs, but that didn't automatically mean, as it turns out, that it was good for your throat.
1: Oh, yeah. So
3: um, I actually, I spent like the next three days with this super sexy gravelly voice, and I was like singing along to like all the like Laura Marling songs that I can <laughs> sing to, so that was exciting.
1: Oh, yeah, it's Kim Carnes, like all those old gravelly, uh... <laughs> She's got Betty Dave. Like really eyes. not a
3: great lower register, so I like took extra car trips that week just to sing in my car.
1: Yeah, so I know I know some people that like to record stuff when they get a cold. Yeah, because they're like, oh my god, I'm not going to get this again, and then so then they then they record. Well, and I so. think
3: when you have a cold, you sound the way that you sound in your head to yep. yourself, just a little bit lower.
1: I think that's true. Do you guys want to get colds yeah. and then come back and finish the podcast? <laughs>
2: Anna Kendrick is here. <laughs> oh. Hey guys, uh, what's I'm happening? Walk in fridge, pouring water on ourselves <laughs> until we're
1: sick. <laughs> There's no reason we were going to really do that. a good plan. Um, so uh, my next my next question is: Did, did you bring me the Ant Man footage that I asked you for, or is that is that not <gasps> oh, going to happen? Yeah, or what the fuck? This Sorry. isn't airing. I mean seriously. I mean come on. I mean it's so it's so easy. It'd be so easy for you. <laughs> He'd give it to you. I mean seriously.
3: I don't know what you're talking
1: about. Wt fuck, Anna Kendrick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm really
1: sorry. I harassed her about that on the fraggle video. Hey, it's really nice to meet you. with Mandy Burke. What about the Ant-Man footage? Like, hey, take it easy. Come on. I'm making a video here. Uh, no, I apologize for harassing you. Okay. But you're a huge movie you but you you you've quoted I mean, you you've, you've cited Rocket Video and Cinephile and all of the all the movies you used to watch. Is that is is film kind of your your passion?
3: Yeah, um I mean, when I was uh, like 12, my dad insisted that uh, I get, like, a basic education of the classics. Yeah. So when I would want to rent, like, you know, Spice World or something, he'd be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if we get Spice World, we're also getting Casablanca or that African rules. Queen or um, His Girl Friday. And so, uh, uh, you know, I got, like, a little bit of the basics when I was a kid. And then it wasn't until... I made my second film, really, that I kind of fell in love with filmmaking. Because the first one I just had no idea what was going on. Sure. That I really started to fall in love with um, filmmaking and and started to try and educate myself more. And um, there was definitely a period where I was watching like three and four films a day. I'd signed up for Blockbuster's version of Netflix when Mm -hmm. that was still a thing. Um, so I had, like, six movies in my house at a time. And th- three to four movies a day is not a good way to watch movies, actually. <laughs> Particularly because I thought the best thing to do would be to watch, like, all my true foes in one sitting. And I, and it's just, that, you know, I think you should do the opposite of that. Well, the so, idea with some of the those you have to process. Kind of you really have to, to process. Movies. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I find it easier to watch. You know, like, I watched... Um, uh, I spit on your grave and the triplets of Belleville back to back. And that's actually <laughs> great because you're never going to confuse those elements. Nope. Whereas like masculine and feminine and femme and femme, like those bleed into one movie for me because I, you know, I watched them too close together, and, yeah, I didn't give myself time. I just thought, like, I'm just going to consume as much as I can. Um, So now I I try not to, to do that, and I try to see stuff in theaters as much as I can. And I like seeing movies by myself, which helps.
1: Oh, I don't mind seeing movies by myself either, although I feel like I just don't spend enough time going to see movies. I've kind of gotten to this place where I'm like, well, I got to park, then I got to go in, and yeah. sit down, and people are loud and the cell phones and the theaters. Like, well, I and
3: truly, like I'm becoming a real curmudgeon about the like half hour previews and commercials. <laughs> commercials, before. right? It's just becoming unmanageable. Um, so that's a big deterrent for me. I try not to let that be God. a problem, but
1: I would pay. I would pay like a couple of dollars more. Yeah, for no. No ads. No anything.
3: That's a good idea, actually. I think, well... Because I don't want to pay more for 3D, but I'd pay more for, for the no, movie to just start no, on time. No
1: com- <laughs> Isn't that so <laughs> fucked up? You don't get a choice with the commercials, and then they just do. wear you down to the point where you're like, I will pay you <laughs> if you please stop airing commercials. Yeah. But they should just air the commercials in the pre-preview when they're doing all the trivia I agree. games and that shit. That was
3: fair enough. When commercials started before the actual start time of the film, right. fine. And when the start time of the film actually just means that the film previews have started again, fine. But when it's commercials after the start time, absolutely not. Come on now.
1: I know. At the next hot meeting, I'll bring it up.
3: I'm looking at you, <laughs> Universal CityWalk.
2: <laughs>
1: what did we do wrong, Anna Kendrick? That's how Universal CityWalk talks. <laughs>
3: We got that
2: really
1: cool King Kong hanging off the building. (laughs) uh, City Walk's one of those places where every once in a while you're like, you know, there's a lot of activity. It's probably
2: fun. And then you go there and in five minutes. later, you're like, I have to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to murder myself. (laughs) It's all these crazy teens. Yeah.
1: I don't. I don't really. I
2: think there's a limit where at a certain age it's really awesome, and then the drop off is pretty intense. Steep. Intensive. It's really steep. <laughs> Although they still have that comic book store there, that's probably in my top five comic book stores in L.A. Oh, like that's it's cool. Weirdly consistent, but not better than Meltdown, right? No, no nothing oh, okay, on good. the planet is better than Meltdown. <laughs> than the store
1: you work at. Um, are you able to watch films as a as a as an audience, just as a regular? person or are you are, are you so much have you seen so many films and just with the craft of acting, can you do you have to analyze everything?
3: Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, the thing that um, takes me out of movies uh, that started the, the soonest for me and you know has been consistently um, difficult is when you can tell that a line's been looped or punched in or something because not only is it just like a little bit of a uh, is it just a little bit jarring, but then I start thinking, okay, what, what plot point was unclear that they had to add <laughs> that? Or what scene got cut where they just decided to reduce that piece to, like, one line on right. somebody's back? Or uh, especially uh, when it's, like, uh, there's a bunch of dialogue in a car where you're just looking at, like, an overhead shot of the car <laughs> you like, oh, my God, because to me, then I'm just thinking, oh, how many holes were in this screenplay that they had to add <laughs> the, all the, of this the exposition to make it clear what what the fuck was going on? Yeah. Um, but then, you know, at the same time, sometimes I, I wish I were um, more cognizant of, you know, the way that the camera's being used or, um, you know, just um, aware of performance or, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's sort of a weird combination of both. And certainly, it's not as though movies have been diminished for me at all. You know, quite the opposite.
2: Oh, that's good. What's yeah. like your perfect movie? Like, do you have one or two that you just go back to and they just fill you with happiness?
3: There, There are a couple movies, like recent movies that I remember thinking that was so satisfying to me in every level. You know, when you're hungry and you eat something and you're just like, that was perfect that was exactly what i wanted i call them chai lattes like it's (laughs) (laughs) um but it just like hits the spot um there were three films uh in like the recent years where i just felt like and i love that feeling of please be the end please be the end and then it is Mm -hmm. um was uh jcbd this is england and in bruges oh
2: in bruges Bruges. oh my god
3: just like those are perfect movies yeah. to me. Like, are Absolutely. they the best films I've ever seen? No. But they're, they're just satisfying. so satisfying. Like, I just, yeah.
1: In Bruges in particular, oh, um, I mean... Jungle.
3: I just saw Seven Psychopaths. Oh my
2: God, is it good?
3: If, it is so good. Oh. If you don't like Martin McDonough, and I know that there are some weirdos out there that don't...
2: We call them um, wrong.
3: It won't change your mind, but... You Know if you don't like Martin McDonald, you're dead inside, so whatever. Yeah.
2: Um, so you're a fan of the just, plays, too? Yeah, Lieutenant Vanishmore, yeah. uh, Th- yeah, that made me like plays.
3: <laughs> I saw Beauty Queen of Lanon when I was uh 12 uh, with my family, and my mom was just horrified by it. So <laughs> it was this interesting moment where, um, my brother and I realized, like, oh, our sense of humor comes from our freaky Irish dad. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Like, into that dark stuff. Um, So, yeah, I've got a real affection for...
2: Have you heard that he and Tom Waits are on again, off again, working on a musical? No. That that's... uh, I keep hearing pieces of it that they sort of send back and forth about it. Speaking of voice gravel... I want to exist more than the two of them working on everything they can do. Like...
3: That's amazing. And Tom Waits is amazing in it, in, in, in Se- Seven Psychopaths.
2: He's great in most movies he's in. Yeah. Like, I think it's because he only works with really good people. Yeah. But, yeah, he's amazing. Well, he's not a guy. I mean, it's obviously directors go, I just want to put Tom Waits in something. <laughs> it's not
1: like, I can't picture Tom Waits in an audition waiting yeah, yeah. room being like, okay, how am I going to... Um...
2: All right, I'm going to go in. Okay, all right. But he has Mm. enough range. You look at Dracula versus like his stuff with Jim Jarmusch. He has a little bit of range. It's all gravelly guy, but variations on gravelly guy. Sure. Which I think is fine. I mean, I don't think I mean,
1: you know, there are some people who are just really good. I mean, you know, there are definitely there are definitely the actors who like. Some people get so much credit for playing these crazy characters and transforming, yeah. and then I always go.
3: I think yeah. I think
1: it's harder to play a regular guy there's, because what I do you think, hook into with and that? And I think
3: there's absolutely value to people being um, really great at a certain kind of thing. And um, you know, I feel like more and more people don't like that, or they know they're not supposed to like it. You know, nobody's got a problem with Woody Allen being Woody Allen. Sure. And. Um, and, you know, a lot of people have a problem with, like, M- Michael Sarah, and I just don't understand that, because he's so good, and it's so fun to watch him. I just don't understand this kind of it's hatred It's the same kind of thing for, like Peter Laurie, Yeah. You know, who's the yeah,
2: guy who played such yeah. a specific character and everything, but he's great in that role. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I... W- <laughs>
1: I've been guilty of some of the Michael Sarah okay, thing. Fair enough. Just a little bit. A little bit.
3: You did uh, get quiet all of a sudden. I n- I noticed n- neither of you went, Yeah, what's the problem? God man?
1: damn it. You know why? Because I'm I'm so I'm such a positive, upbeat, supportive guy, and I just didn't want it's like I don't I don't you I know what I'll tell you what life. it was. I'll tell you what it was. I'll tell you what it was for me. Uh I met him once, uh, because he was dating a girl I knew, and it wasn't that he was rude, it just was he couldn't be bothered. And then he was supposed to perform at a. I, I I I always I don't judge people by their performances. I judge like interactions. He was supposed to perform at a festival that my ex-girlfriend was producing. And a week before the festival, his agent called her and canceled, even though they had sold tickets Ooh. based on his name to the thing. And she's very non-confrontational, but she was like. I mean, I don't know what to say. We can't cancel the show at this point. And he just kind of just didn't feel like doing it. He was tired or something because uh, he had come back from a press a press junket. and uh, And his agent went fucking ballistic and had other clients in the festival and threatened to pull him out uh-huh. and like went so... She was such a piece of shit. Like <laughs> she made she made my ex girlfriend cry. Whoa! Like she was so fucking mean. Like you better like like one of those. And, well, and, it, me,
3: wasn't, and it wasn't it no, wasn't even no. And listen, like you know, just because Michael's a friend, I feel like I can't just sit here and listen. Please, to of course, oh. no, no, no. Yeah. And, and, and I would say this that obviously um, is not great, and that was a, a weird thing that happened to you. Clearly, he
1: should know that his agent's an asshole. <laughs>
3: Um, but like, but that, but but hearing that is such a surprise to me because to me he's the guy who literally he just wants to like ask you questions. Like he he's one of those guys who makes you feel really interesting. Really? Because he just wants to know about you. Like honestly, I'm sure you guys would get along so well. well. I do
1: like to talk so about I'm, myself.
3: So you know, obviously you had like a weird interaction with him. But sure. Um, I think but you that know that that though, and that too. and that sucks and um but and, you know, that, and that actually that kind of thing makes me really nervous because like I'm sure that there have been days where I've just been like dealing with, some craziness i and know I'm, I, I'm sure i've been me too. Like cold to people and not even realize
1: me too and, you know
3: i hate i would hate to think that they would hold that against me i, got, I just i just I got think i it's just got bad to I just judge got,
2: anybody against one time too just because i know everybody's got that thing and then like you look at lots of people that you meet you're like oh that guy's a dick and then years later you're like, oh we're friends now but remember i hated you the first time we met like i, I, I think now that i'm thinking like about
1: that. analyzing i think it was more it was either his agent or his manager but she was really like and and just sort of I had met her once before and she was a genuinely awful person. I don't say that about a lot of people, but there are some people in this business that it's like that behavior is is uh, is weirdly like no one ever calls them on it. They're like, how are you? How can you be so mean to other human (laughs) beings? You know, like there's it's like this it's like swimming with sharks, Uh, just like that kind of agent. Type and it's like you don't have to fucking rip people's throats out every time to get something done, but some people are just in that mode. Yeah. So I, you know, maybe I wasn't. I'm glad we really worked this out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I sure just, I'm sure Michael will feel a lot better. I'm sure Michael will feel a lot better in this fake feud that he is not <laughs> aware of.
2: Um, <laughs> like he's just um, actually,
1: I would, Jesus I would, would love going, to, like, oh. I would have him on and I'll tell him the story and we'll talk and hopefully we'll laugh about it. But anyway, I, I was a big sidetrack.
3: No, 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 not at all. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things that drives me doubly crazy because there are so many people that, uh, you know, the kind of people that hate Michael Sarah. There are there are people who they love who I want to be like. I could tell you stories about that person <laughs> that would make your hair stand on end. You know, like, there are so many people that are so beloved, and I just want to be like they're dicks. <laughs> like, um, so it's frustrating when like really great people get the short end of the stick and vice versa.
1: Well that yeah. makes me very happy. I am such a sucker for like if, if someone is just a nice, cool person, you know, like I am I am way on board. Way on board because I think that's ultimately the most the most important thing. And and I just, you know, sometimes you just see people and maybe they're in restaurants and they're being shitty to the staff or whatever, and you're just like, oh, fucking
0: I, Yeah. Um I
3: mean that stuff like I mean, obviously I worry about that. I worry about like having like a weird interaction with somebody and then (laughs) like hating me forever. But the funny thing to me is that the only time I've ever seen anything bad about myself is like something uh, that didn't happen. Like I've actually seen things online where people are like, I saw her at this thing and she, you know, this little girl came up to her and asked her for an autograph and she said no. And then she kicked a puppy. And, and like I stuff murdered like that. I'm like, what, like who would bother to make that up, like why would you do that? Um, like I saw something on Reddit about like me being, I it was just like, that didn't happen. And, and you can't, you can't, you know, you can't respond to it but it's just there's
1: it
2: just really nothing you can you, say it just
3: makes you like that didn't happen like there was and you know if i was a dick one day then like fair enough but if you're just making it up i just don't know what that, oh, that is well that puppy
2: got a lot of money to say you <laughs> kicked it. <laughs> 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 it was a <laughs> the puppy is extorting money yeah. from yeah, celebrities the puppy's yeah
3: the on the cover of ok magazine <laughs> <laughs> People
2: all right listen who kicked me
1: This is gonna sound weird. I'm a perma puppy. I will, (laughs) and uh, I'm going to extort money from you because oh, also I can talk. I should have said that.
2: I'm tough, even for a talking (laughs) perma puppy. (laughs) Talking perma
1: puppy. (laughs) <laughs> if you were talking from a puppy, you could fuck so many people over so hard because <laughs> people are always going to side with a puppy. I don't give a shit who you are. You are never going to win against a puppy. It's it's puppy one, you zero forever <laughs> times a million. Uh, I, I, and the problem with that kind of stuff is that, like you said, if you go on and go, hey, it's me, Anna Kendrick. Uh, that didn't really happen. Well, sure. Of course you'd say that. Yeah. Like, no.
3: Or like, you know, in theory, you should just be like above it and, you know you don't even know that that stuff exists, and, um, yeah, but it's tempting. It's definitely, like, every now and then I'll think about, like, you know, something like that, and I'll just be like, I should just, fucking, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can't, and then, like, and then when somebody was like, well, uh, there was one time where you were, Rude, and that actually happened. Then I'd be like, "Well, okay, fair enough. Sorry, I'm a bitch sometimes." Um, <laughs> Which
2: well, you're allowed to be because you're a person.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I do feel. I do, There is that sort of like, you're famous. You better be superhuman, because uh, you know, if if someone does, you know, just like like the. Well, I
3: just assume that no. For the most part, I genuinely assume nobody knows who I am, and I. And this is the stupidest thought that runs through my head constantly is when. Some, this is so stupid. <laughs> Please. When somebody recognizes me, the first thing that I think in my head, which is insane, is, how did they recognize me? I don't even look like me, <laughs> which is so,
1: like, That's I can such a it weird.
3: doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I but even. I just think, like, because, you know, you get, like, when you do, like, photo shoots and stuff, you just feel like this weird drag queen version of yourself. And so then, I feel like when I'm on the street, I'm, first of all, I'm tiny. Nobody realizes how tiny I am. And, um, and you know, I usually look like a bum. And I just <laughs> think, well, the, now no one will recognize me. It's like being in disguise. I hope So to- then, like, I just never think, oh, I should just make sure to be um, really smiley with people, you know, just in case. You know, it was
2: strange that you came right, in with but, a bindle and a top. Uh, see, the, 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 the joke
3: that
1: I was going to go
2: for is <laughs> that next time I'll see you like uh, in New York, I'll go to give like five
1: dollars to a homeless person and just see like torn clothes and like scruff and a Does hat with a hole mean, in it. And like, oh hey Chris, is me Anna. Oh my hands. God, you are literal. <laughs> <laughs> I had no. I thought you were just thinking figuratively like, oh I didn't wear any makeup today. Like you like. Yeah, I mean that. Like a hobo. The top of your shoe is missing. I can see your toes, and those aren't sandals. This is so weird.
3: I've got a kerchief tied to a stick <laughs> over
2: my shoulder. They call that a bindle.
3: Oh, that's a bindle. I had to find so out what it was just, called and looked it up. You just used so, that yeah. word, and I Your
2: just, belt like, is a tie. You know now. I do. And your life and just got a little better.
1: The and the stick is a bindle staff. So you did you have the bindle and the bindle oh, staff? I see.
3: Yeah. So the next like time you want to go that hoboing. I'm so well versed in homeless vocabulary. We in old we spent
2: a lot vocabulary. of time pretending to be homeless around here. <laughs> t- the, 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 the true the, the true story is
1: my father's father and my great-grandfather used to hop on trains and go hoboing across my my dad's That's side of the awesome. family Are like the reddest of necks, (laughs) and uh, they use uh, like Alabama, you know, Ozark Mountains.
2: uh, The the only other person I know who has done it, the singer from the band of Veil, does that, and I thought he was an insane person. So you've now validated that that's a thing.
1: It's (laughs) an actual thing. I mean, you have to understand this was, you know, my great grandfather, my grandfather. So this was the, uh, you know, the early twentieth century, when you know, when there was most of America not was not entirely industrialized yet. So it's Kind of makes. I mean, I could picture it. Like, I can sort of see the charm of like, let's go out on the. O-. I don't know if they talk this way. <laughs> let's go out on the open country and see the world. And then that's you know, <laughs> how else are you going to see the world in the twenties? You just hop on a fucking train. Yeah, hoboing. And sl- and sleep in a train car and trade stories. So
2: just tell us about your new film, Hobo
1: on a Train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should tell us about End of Watch.
3: Okay, what do you want to know?
1: Uh, well, it comes out the twenty first. I know this. And then I don't know anything else.
3: <laughs> okay, that's a good place to start.
2: <laughs> Hence trailer.
3: Um, yeah. Um, it's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena are cops. And uh, they've been partners for a long time. It's David Ayer, uh, wrote and directed it, who wrote Training Day. Yep. Um, but uh, I think uh, I'm going to keep using this quote. Um, somebody called it uh, like the most... Uh, real and funny episode of Cops you've ever seen so <laughs> something like that and I thought that's actually that's perfect because there is like a, a plot there is a through line but it really just feels consistently like a day in the life like you're just watching kind of footage like uh, David originally wanted the the entire thing to be found footage Yeah. and um, you know I think that would have been really ambitious and interesting but uh, he ended up adding some traditional um, camera elements but it really blends the two Really seamlessly, it feels really intimate, and um, it's yeah, just a really intense movie. I'm uh, I played Jake's girlfriend in it, and
0: a rat. Right.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great, and we it just must had be- the screening at TIFF, and like people were freaking out. It was awesome. I've never been in a movie myself where people like gasp, like the entire audience that's at like four different points were like. <gasps> Nice. I was like, that is
2: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well done, that you guys. was so much
3: better than laughter.
2: <laughs> what are the odds of a prequel called Start of Watch? It's funny. Thank you. It's Thank very
3: you. funny.
2: See, because it was end. Kyle, you're fired. I know. It, it's been a while since you fired me. It's so it a really good is. joke. It really has. <laughs> but you know, what's, you know How what? How often in the press screenings thus far have you been asked that? Just you're the, so I you're can, the first. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, you're a pioneer. You're
2: rehired. Thank you. There we go. Um, I,
1: <laughs> I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal's girlfriend, it might be intimidating to date you. I'd be like, hey, how was it hanging out with Jake all day? I was on Xbox, whatever.
0: <laughs> Wait.
1: <laughs> you know, I do stuff too. I, um, I watched
2: Donnie Darko. I know how to play chess.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just need a minute. <laughs> it was, you know... um, and this is something I feel like people say all the time and it's another thing that I thought that's bullshit like before I started making movies I just thought that's crap that like oh you know those Romantic scenes really aren't that romantic, and there's a bunch of people standing around. And I was like, "Yeah, but it's still gonna be awesome." Right? <laughs> like you're just saying that to me to like cover your ass. That's
1: what you say to your significant other. <laughs> but on set, but it is really m- like white you're
3: hot. Like, Let's do this. <laughs>
1: yeah, seriously. Let's I mean, this is a <laughs> right. this is a free fucking yeah, this fast. Like a this is a
2: paid vacation.
3: Yeah, <laughs> um, and. And it's just, it is is—it's really hard to say just how uncomfortable it is. Um, I would say that this was weirdly the closest it's been to feeling like, kind of like, oh, we're kissing and I feel nervous about it. It's weird uh, because actually my first day was like the kind of intimate scene. Sure. Oh, um, jump right in. And uh, when we did Fifty Fifty, 50 we did some reshoots, and there was a suggestion that we kiss you know, at the end of the movie, and uh, we didn't end up doing it. But when they were saying that, I was like, oh, God, please don't. It's been, the window's closed now. I'm too, like, I think, you know, he's in, like, the friend, you know, like a brother zone. Right. Can't, please don't make me kiss him, please. Um, even though he's clearly, like, an attractive man. Um, but it was actually better... Uh, doing it the first day, which most people complain about. I thought it was a lot easier. Just get it out of the way and then be like
0: weird I hadn't even considered, I
1: haven't even considered that point that that you could friends, that someone could be friend zoned and then it's like, all right, get on top of each other. Like Make it feel real. uh uh And
3: the thing that is amazing that people think like that the chemistry is just amazing between, and it's like, that's just the editor, guys. Like, it was (laughs) weird. Mostly it was just like, okay, don't like, you know, don't squish my nose that way or whatever. You know, you, that's the right. kind of thing you're thinking about.
1: They cut out all the dry heaving and they're like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's all just right. weird. You're just,
3: so gross, <laughs> you're just
1: so gross. Well, you're just so much like a you're brother. You're repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> is it, it? Do you feel? Uh, what is? What is the pressure for for actresses to like do sexier scenes and like? What do you think the line is? I mean, you're obviously a very well respected actress, and I. But but what do you? Where Where do you think? Where is that line?
3: Uh, believe it or not, I haven't. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have that um, problem. I remember. Uh, it's gonna get deep for a second. Please. Uh, no, no, no. Let's uh, deep dive. I remember. I was. Uh, I was like a late bloomer. I mean, I'm still like tiny, so you can imagine. And I remember um, my mom saying to me, like, to comfort me, because I was like 15 and still looked like a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> um, being like, you know, I, I always was jealous of the girls who, like, developed really early. But then I think it was a blessing in disguise because I never had to wonder if guys were only interested in me because, like, I had big boobs or whatever. Sure. And I was like, I would be fine with that. <laughs> I would be fine if guys were only interested in me for You'll that reason. You
1: always want the other side.
3: And, um, and I think, you know, even though in the moment maybe I don't feel that way, I, I feel like I've never had to worry if I've gotten a job just because I'm, like full-on Jessica Biel style, like, I'm just, like, the only reason I made it is, like, my looks. So, you know, I feel like it's, like, I like that I don't have to worry about that, and I don't get, like, a barrage of offers to do, like, uh, half-naked, like, surfer chick uh, (laughs) flicks. So
1: I think I listen, I'm all I'm all for late blooming. I was way late bloomer. Yeah. I was I was like I was four foot ten until my sophomore year of high school. And I, I you know, as I, as I said before, I had to take P.E. with with the like when I was in eighth grade, I had to take P.E. with fifth and sixth graders. Really? Yeah. And uh, and, you know, when I was I, rem, I remember but you had to. Well, I had to take P.E., but I was too small for the everyone else in my class. And so. I mean, me... but
3: it was like school mandated that you do that, or you just did it.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't choose to do that. It was humiliating. But Whoa. but they but they were like, oh, we'll let you play basketball with the fifth and sixth graders. Damn. Did I you know. Kind of dominate them. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is, no. <laughs> I mean, I was fucking. Don't like... worry
3: about it. I w- the only thing I was good at in PE was archery. The one <laughs> where you get to oh. stand still. I was great at that. I
1: mean, I was president of. I was like in computer. I was president of the chess club. Like, I mean, come on. You know what the fuck. So it wasn't really like I realized very very early on like yeah, the sports are not going to be the path, uh, but uh, but yeah I remember being <laughs> I remember I man I don't remember if I've told the story in the podcast before and when I was fif- fifteen fourteen I went to a, I was also president of the Latin club and I, was, I went to a Latin convention Damn. in the in the mountains of Colorado because I was living in Denver at the time. And we were in uh, it's very sort of <laughs> this sort of like Overlook Hotel kind of a feel of this, like, you know, <laughs> this YMCA in the mountains, this really old facility. And so there were all these high school students like debating in Latin. And it was all these Latin seminars. And uh, I mean, like, like Latin, the dead language, not Latino. Uh, I would have just said Spanish. So uh, <laughs> and I remember there was this girl and I thought she was really cute. And I, I, I had the courage to ask her. Out? I don't know where we were gonna go. In Latin. <laughs> I wish I remember how to say it. But uh and she she just rubbed the side of my face and she was like, Oh buddy, you're not even old enough to shave yet. I was like, but <laughs> we were the same age. But uh, it was just she was already in she was already in older guy mode. Aw. Aw. What's she doing now? Probably doesn't have a podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, you know, that's funny to me, the idea that A lot of people, not, like, in interviews, I guess, but people ask me, they, like, want everybody to have some kind of, like, revenge, like, story or some kind of, like, justice porn about, like...
2: Uh, uh, Oh my god! I love that term. That'll
3: show. That's a subreddit. That's the only reason I know that. Um, uh, Well, I love
1: that you love Reddit.
3: That'll like that'll show them. You know, like tell me about a bully you had in high school and like how you're like, well, now I'm an actress, so fuck you. Um, But really, like all it felt like to me was like, oh, so I got called short in high school, and now like I just get called short publicly. Oh okay. Great. That's oh, so, it's so a, much better. That's great. Like everything that you hated about yourself in high school is now just public domain for people.
1: <laughs> Are you going to go to <laughs> your reunion when up. it happens?
3: Uh I probably not. I just don't I just don't know what I would I'm just not close to any, you know. Yeah. I, and again, I think a lot of people would want me to go and be like, "What's up now?"
2: Yeah. But like
3: <laughs> that wouldn't satisfy me at all, you know.
1: You should totally show up and just do the cheesiest version of what people would expect you to be like like show up at night with sunglasses and a red sequin gown <laughs> yes. and have a chauffeur like Put a red carpet wherever you want to walk, mm-hmm. and have a Be long. Like, Tell my guy to
3: with me, please. Have
1: a long cigarette with the gloves. <laughs> yeah. and I think the, you just Yeah, just to mix do.
3: like like current trashy hip hop girl <laughs> with like old school
1: <laughs> old Titanic. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that is that is cla- that is the classiest <laughs> ideal
2: I think our culture has now is trashy hip hop girl <laughs> and old school Titanic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. I think you keep explaining them that it's a different Anna Kendrick. And just keep trying to give the longest. Like version I didn't of how go here. You. I'm just with a friend just, who went just
3: to the high school. Just try
2: to play school. it off until your long explanation alienates everyone.
3: Okay,
1: it's
2: an like an acting plan. game.
1: <laughs> I've never, I've never seen the Justice Porn subreddit. I just, I just asked Twitter the other day what subreddits because I'm, you know, like I've got my stable of subreddits and but I'm kind of <laughs> looking for more <laughs> yeah. and course a bunch of people were like go to space sticks and i'm like no, no i will not no ever i know what you're trying to do to me <laughs> and i do not submit uh but, but i just looked once right um no and i, I haven't because
2: uh I'm almost a little disappointed
1: no i'll tell well i'll tell you why because um my my girlfriend has explained like she explained one like we're on the phone once and she was like oh god and i'm like what she was like ah space sticks got me again i didn't see the space sticks <laughs> thing at the end and i just i just clicked and uh, she's like, I don't know why I subscribe to this. <laughs> and uh, she explained it to me. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to, you know, I, I just, I, it's very hard for me to erase images from yeah. my brain. And so I am not someone who's like, I wonder what I wonder what it looks like when someone gets you know gutted by uh, a combine or whatever. Yeah, like uh, I, I don't need no, to see. No, every any now of that and se- then
3: I'll click on a, a WTF link and be like, now come on.
1: Yeah, no, I don't need to no. see a fucking toe and after it's, like it's a had physical
3: a physical reaction, like deep somewhere inside Mm-mm. me, and it just is a day ruiner. Is what nope,
1: it is. I don't need it. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't need that.
3: I've been I, after so much kind of talk about it on Reddit. I decided to just kind of click once and look through <laughs> my fingers, you know. And I'm not exactly sure what I saw, but you know, it felt <laughs> like watching Event Horizon through your sure. fingers. Sure. Um, so yeah, I know enough now to know like that it's not a fun place, but it's like you have to look. Have
1: you have you done an AMA? No. Oh my God, no. you'd be great.
3: But I feel like it would be the worst. Like it would be like. A-M-A-A. Like, oh, <laughs> there's so many things you can't ask me about. Because, like, you know, I try to be as diplomatic as possible. And sure. that can be pretty boring. I was actually nervous to come on the show because people get so honest. And it's such a kind of open conversational feeling. I was like, just be careful.
1: Anna. We had that Michael Sarah meltdown. <laughs> Do you have any other friends I can shit on? I'm just curious. <laughs> Would that make it... Now I want to be friends with the guy. Because I now, because I, it's so funny. You know what I find is that you, and and this doesn't apply to the situation with him, um, but uh, this is I. I talked about this in my book. This is just self-serving. But anyway, I, I used to have a fear of like heights and a fear I was claustrophobic, and then I got over all of it. But right after I kind of started getting over all that dumb shit, I was up like on the fiftieth floor of a hotel, and I got into my room, and my first reaction was like, "Oh, I'm supposed to be afraid of this," and I actually had to stop myself and go oh, wait a minute. Am I still actually afraid of this? Do I actually not feel this way anymore? And then I realized, oh, I don't feel this way anymore. And then it went away. And I feel like the same thing happens, like, with this situation with Michael, where when I said it out loud, I was like... I don't think I care. I mean, like, I don't yeah. really feel that way anymore. But just you get these, you, you know, you run these emotional scripts in your brain that's for sure that just kind of like so that you can just like set it and forget it. Yeah. And then when you go back and investigate, you're like, oh, yeah, that's not really how you know, I feel anymore. I
3: find more and more. I realize how uncomfortable it is when your identity changes, when something about your identity changes. Um, I remember when I grew up, um, I was raised religious and then on my own, like became very religious. I don't. I'm not exactly Irish sure Catholic. Why. No, a Protestant, kind of boring, middle of the road mm-hmm. Christian, light. Sure. As 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 you will. Yep. Um. And then when I was like fourteen, fifteen, like starting to question that was a really uncomfortable time because I was like, but I, but I'm the girl that's into this, and now who will I be? Sure. And I think even little things like you know, like an old feud or, um, just you know. Uh, some you know taste that you have um, yeah it's weird when it when it changes like I find when uh, people who don't really drink decide like, maybe I'll just drink socially. It's yeah. like a weird thing where for a long time they have to kind of make excuses every time. I know like, exactly you know, what you're talking about. Oh, I am just decided oh, I can just because, have a glass it's of wine. because I'm celebrating. Right. You know, like that kind right. of thing.
1: Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. And I think I think one thing that it's, is really, just as humans, it's important to do is every once in a while, just think about some of the things that you think you like or don't like and check in and see if you actually still feel that way because it just... What it kind of does is sort of clear out your brain's disk cache, if that makes any sense. Where you sort of like, oh yeah, actually, I don't feel that way anymore. I can redistribute that, and then and then it just kind of frees up, it frees up RAM. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how else to say it, but it just uh, it it does really it does really work. And I, I'm oftentimes I've been surprised at things that I thought I believed that I was like, oh, I don't really think that anymore.
3: Uh, when I did, uh, I have a small role in the company you keep. This Robert mm-hmm. Redford film. And uh, I was playing an FBI agent trying to catch these, the, these fictional members of the Weather Underground. And um, I didn't have a lot of time to do research. It was kind of a last-minute thing that you just go, yes, yes, let's please make that work. Let me please work with Robert. Sure. Robert. Um, so I remember being on a plane and watching the Weather Underground documentary, and um, I would just, when something would hit a chord with me, I would s- pause the movie and write down... A counter-argument from the point of view of a conservative, which was like fun and uncomfortable, you know, because It's not necessarily how I felt, but it was a really interesting I think that's uh, more than most part people of my do. my brain to access for the movie and just for me personally, you know, I wish I, I could do that I wish I could like the next time I'm having an argument with somebody I wish I could just hit pause and just think about try and think about, you know, where they're actually coming from instead of just how I feel. Sure. Except that when I'm having an argument with someone I'm just being annoying and thinking of, you know, the best way to break down their argument. Well, yeah, but that's that's
1: you know, unfortunately that's just sort of a that's just sort of a basic premise of humanity that, you know, people will argue People will people will argue uh, not in favor of the truth, but to support their own ideas, yeah. and, and no matter what evidence in front of them. Like once they're sort of in that mode, and their adrenaline's high, and they're they they sort of recede into the lower parts yeah. of their brain. You, it just you just can't. That's just where that's just where you are. It's-
3: but I find um I somebody described it once as conversational chess, and um and I find like when somebody else can do that, I love having arguments with those kind of people, because you stay like weirdly level-headed. Yeah. Like you're yeah. like, everything feels really still. And you're just kind of like, you're, you're. it's like, and what I mean by conversational justice, it's like you're thinking three moves ahead. So you don't have to say all the stuff you both already know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you can just listen to somebody and go, oh, okay, I see. I think what you're saying is this. And then, you know, and that's so fun. And I feel like you learn so much more quickly that
1: way well because it, it forces you to think like yes. it forces you to think about what you're saying when you But arguing
3: s- with somebody who's good at arguing i just go nuts because i'm not great at arguing but like i'll just throw as much shit at the wall to see what will stick <laughs>
1: so <laughs> are you a? are you a and this might be a little personal so you don't have to answer this are you a? are you like a rah 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 arguer or do you get silent and withdrawn or do you are you like i'm i'm leaving or um
3: it's i guess it just depends on the other person sure um i I think, you know, the people that I argue, like, rah-rah-rah with are, tend to be people who don't stay in my life that long. Sure. Because, you know, I think that says something about the way that we interact. Um, so the people that are in my life but that I do argue with, it does seem to be, like, a much quieter um, argument. And... Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I dated very, you know, briefly. I dated a stand-up who just like knew how to push my button. <laughs> and, like, we are a very complicated got bunch. So ugly and like, and and he was good at arguing in that way that I'm not. So like. Uh, You know, I would just kind of like laugh at the absurdity of the argument we were having sometimes. And it would just be like, oh, this is funny to you. It's like, that's not fair. You can't just you can't do that. That's not what of course this isn't funny to me. And you know, it's not. You're just saying that to make you seem like the victim.
1: That's the down. That's that's that is definitely a downside to dating a comedian is that we we deal with hecklers. We we overanalyze. We break everything down and we try to see every possible angle on a thing. And so. We will, we can get into that mode where we hammer away. Until the other person is just like
2: I fucking quit. I'm a shell of a yeah, human being yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. You know, just because that's that's sort of, <laughs> honey. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all of it. I think some people listening may know what I'm talking about, <laughs> uh, but uh,
1: but yeah, that's that's a uh, comics are a, 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 we're 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 kind of a pain in the ass to date. We really
2: genuinely so <laughs> we really are. <laughs> so I apologize on behalf of all. No, you know, no, comedians.
3: no. That's okay. I think honestly, I think it was more specific to him than than the profession. Yeah. I'd like to think.
1: Was it carrot top? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, I'm sorry. Personal. You just <laughs> wanted to create a race of gingers. I understand. <laughs> I totally understand. No. Well, I uh <laughs> what if that was it and she was like I
3: Hent. I, of course not. Why? Why are you crying? This interview is over. There's something
1: in both of my eyes. Well, we're about at the end of the hour, but uh, you're so delightful. I honestly, please come back on the podcast anytime. I would love. To. You don't even have to promote anything. Just fucking come on and talk about but movies you should or bring something. Bring the Ant-Man
2: footage. Uh, so stop it. We already b- hammered her about that. Just saying it might help. Bob. Stop it. You want to see it too? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have to play bad cop right now. Do you understand how this is how it works? Am I saying this out loud? So we don't have a telepathic link. So his nose starts to bleed, and he just starts speaking his monologue. He'll be back in five. Like, let's get you a water. He'll be back. Oh, one last question I want to ask you. Uh, I, this is what I'm wanting to ask you the whole time, and I
1: kept getting, I kept thinking about other things. Do you think you seem to have a a creator's mind? Are you going to write and produce and direct and create stuff?
3: Um. It's Yeah, I mean honestly, you know when you're on a film set You just I think you have to I think you have to be a special kind of crazy to be a director
1: I think Uh, it sounds like an awful job Yeah,
3: no, and when you're on a film set you see like what they go through sure I just you know and they and you and it's not like acting You know it's you devote two years of your life to one thing and if that one thing is a disaster and, you know, and even sometimes you can see it, and it's too late, and you don't know how to kind of right the the ship. I, You know, I just can't imagine what that feels like. So, you know, I guess it, it seems too terrifying to me to tackle, but maybe I'll become one of those people who, like, faces their fears, but I don't feel like that person right now.
1: <laughs> you still got a lot of acting to do. There's still a lot That's of right. stuff out there.
3: yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I just said that, like a grandfather, you got a lot of acting to
2: do. <laughs> do you what, and your friends get together for acting? It's like when you worked on the Redford thing, you just sort of watch them and go, like, all right. So how did you transfer from this to this? Yeah, and you sort it, of see, yeah, like-
3: and you know, and the interesting thing is, um, it was a famous director too, and of course I can't think who who it was, but um. Uh, there was a director who said, I don't know why more actors aren't directors because they actually get the benefit of working with so many different directors. Directors just work with themselves. Oh, that's mean, interesting. Maybe they do. Maybe they do a set visit every now and then, but I've seen a lot of different directors work. And yeah, you'd think that from that I would be like, oh, okay, I get it. But, you know, um, I know that uh, there are certain directors who want to play stuff really close to the vest. And so you don't really know what the grand plan is, plan is sometimes. Um, and then there are directors who kind of tell you every detail of their plan, like it's a Bond movie or something. <laughs> and they're a villain? they're kind of like congratulating themselves on all the clever things they've done, <laughs> oh, which so is they, also a really they interesting just, thing.
1: They just want you to be like, that's they're brilliant. Like,
3: oh, I never even, oh, and that's why visually you've done this. Well done, you. Um,
1: <laughs> and that is why I am a puppet master.
3: <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I, I feel like it would be a really interesting exercise to direct... Actors, but then at the same time, I, you know, um, would feel really uncomfortable doing it. I don't know. Um, I think I'd just have to wake up one morning with some idea that was so interesting to me that I thought I will ruin my life for two years to maybe have nothing to show for it just to explore this idea, you
1: know? You're going to direct a movie with Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal, and you're going to make them make out. Because as a what the fuck? <laughs> oh I'm the only one I'm the only one it's just me
3: like I was trying to think of like some kind of like witty thing to say to that no, I, just wait, wait, I just turned into space dicks I just turned into space dicks <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, and then, and then my banter is to say this. No, 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 no. What's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> that is fair. That is, that is fair. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. But I do... Uh, Maybe I'll cut that out.
3: No, don't. <laughs>
1: nah, fuck it. I'll do it. Ahead. Keep it. Okay, okay. You're the guest if you think I should keep it. Um but thank you for thank you for doing the podcast. I it's know my pleasure. Thank you so do much. Do you I don't know if you live on this side of the country, but if you don't and you have limited time, that was nice of you to sit down with us for, for over yeah, an hour. It was
3: my it was my
1: pleasure. Oh, we will see you again soon. Enjoy your breed, everybody.
2: You ready? Now leaving nerdist.com.
0: After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows.